We are Things I Found Online, where radio legends are exploring the newfangled internet. I am Louise Palanker, and our guests are voiceover great Randy Thomas, author, TV writer, Greg Cope White, and author, talk show host, Vicki Abelson. Give ourselves a round of applause at home, would you please? Thank you. Oh, you should have put your coffee down before you tried to do that. Okay, so now mop things up. There you go. All right, enjoy. Uh, our show's about to get extremely entertaining. Um, our guest, I know Vicky. Vicky and I are, we're um, cohorts on Wednesday nights where we do Vicky's podcast. Do not call it that. Vicky's, what do you want? Uh, Vicky's talk show. Vicky's talk show. And uh, it's an extravaganza, and we have had some wonderful adventures, but we're going to get to that in a moment. Greg Copewipe is here. He's still sharing the show on his Facebook. And my new friend... I'll be doing that till the show's over. And my new favorite friend is Randy Thomas, who's a voiceover. Can I call you a queen? Uh, sure. A voiceover queen. You can call me a queen. All right. And I will. So let's Google Randy. Is she on the internet, John? Yeah. You don't know you exist until you find yourself online. Oh, there boy. we go. That Look at that is lovely. That is beautiful. Oh, boy. Thank you. So you can scroll through that as I uh, read from her bio. Uh, Randy, America's premier female live voice announcer, Randy Thomas, made history as the first woman to announce the Academy Awards, the Emmy Awards, the SAG Awards, the Fantastic. AFI Awards, to name a few. As the eighth-time announcer of the Oscars and nineteenth Tony announcer, Thomas has been winning accolades and opening doors to female voice artists for twenty years. In addition to her experience as a radio personality in New York, Los Angeles, Detroit, and Miami. Randy, uh, you have just returned from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Yes? Yes, late last night. Oh, late last night. Are you jet loggy? Wait, it's Tuesday. No, I got back Sunday. I okay. am jet laggy. All right. <laughs> so inducted this year were Bon Jovi, The Cars, Dire Straits, The Moody Blues, Nina Simone, and for early influence, sister Rosetta Tharp. So Randy, any dish, gossip, feuds, drama, dust-ups, what went down? Ooh. Gosh, all the things I would love to say. Oh, please. Well. Are the blues as moody as ever? This is a safe space. <laughs> sure it is. It's just here it's just and us. Facebook. It's just, it's just us. No one's yeah. watching my show. No. Okay, Go. of course. I know. Just like mine. Um, so some of the dish was we had to put Bon Jovi first. Yeah. Because. His hair falls later in the evening. <laughs> no, he looks good. I know. He's so cute. He is so cute. His yeah. wife, Dorothea, they had all their kids. Aww. And it was uh, really quite the homecoming for them. Uh, getting Richie Sambora on the same stage. Howard did not want to sit through an, a night of all of these inductions. So Howard he Stern? came. Howard Stern. What a diva. Make You know, he's like, put me on first. And we're mm -hmm. like, no, no, no. Killers are first. And then... You, and so we put them on second. Moody Blues technically is the last uh, song, but who knows? We could flip it and put Howard at the end. You so know, Moody the magic Blues was, of television. Uh, just John and um, Justin because they just lost Ray, correct? Yeah. So was that was was there a dry eye in the house? Um, you know, I think the people really loved Moody Blues. I mean, yeah. I don't know why. Yawn winner. Howard does the funniest bit on Yawn, Yan, John, whatever the hell your name is. It's like you don't even play an instrument. How did you get to be in charge? He says, you did do a, a great magazine, though, and now it's the size of a pamphlet. So, um, so, yeah, so I don't know what took so long. I mean, Nights in White Satin alone. Mm -hmm. Once that song came out on the radio, how do you not induct the band that wrote that? Yeah. Forget about all the other songs they wrote. Yeah. That's like a stairway to heaven. You know, it's forever. So it took too long for the Moody Blues. Yeah, they were eligible for induction a while ago, and it, it did take this long. So I think Jan didn't like a lot of the bands uh, that are finally being inducted. I mm. think it was tough getting Yes into the Rock Hall last year. So wait, Jan, it's up to Jan who gets into the Rock no, Hall? No, but I think he has a lot of influence. And you would mm. think Yes would be the easiest band to get in. Yeah, because they've answered yes. the question. Mm. Right. <laughs> but, you know, I started in radio as a disc jockey, so I played a lot of this music early on in my career. And mm -hmm. I do remember that there was that time where Rolling Stone didn't like bands like Yes. They just wouldn't acknowledge synth keyboard based mm -hmm. yeah. that mm -hmm. whole sound. That big they sound. didn't acknowledge Yes, um, Asia, I think even Boston, you know, wow. uh, and and even the Cars. I mean, mm -hmm. they played a lot of guitar, some great guitar in there, but they were sort of that new agey, punky right. synth sort of sound. 
But sounds change and you have to be adaptable. And that was the whole point of Rolling Stone, wasn't it? It was to accept difference. And just, you it, would think that's the credo of all of rock and roll. Sure. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. That like whoever you stone. are, right? It's a rolling stone. That's right, Greg. <laughs> it's rolling. <laughs> just go with it. Just roll with it. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it was great. And it's going to air live on HBO on May 5th. And so what's a typical VO? Like, what? Did, what's something you said that night? Uh, it's not going to air live because you already did it. No, the it can't air live. It was over four hours right, and twenty yeah, minutes, okay. and there's and probably cussing. We've got <laughs> well, there yeah. is HBO, cussing. You can cuss God on damn it. HBO. Yeah, yeah. And there's Howard so. getting impatient. <laughs> oh, Howard starts the night off with the words that you can't even believe, and talking about penis. He's inducting Richie Sambora to the Hall of Penises, apparently. Mm-hmm. So um, that means he's watched the tape. <laughs> so then he's a fan. So there you go. All right. Outed. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. All right. So what's a typical? Um, it would be, you know, tonight from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland, Ohio. You know, uh, here's the class of 2018 and Dire Straits, Bon Jovi, The Cars, Moody Blues, Nina Simone and Sister Rosetta Tharp. Then I would say something like, um, well, the opening, and then I'll say, to honor Sister Rosetta Tharp, here is Brittany Howard from Alabama Shakes. Aww. And uh, Miss awesome. Lauren Hill <sighs> honors Nina Simone. <gasps> nice. Unbelievable. Wow. Andra Day honor, uh, oh. with Roots. Uh, the wow. Roots doing a, a, a song for Nina Simone. Mm. It was spectacular. The women slayed it on this show. Wow. So cool. So the finale was off the chains? There was no big finale. What? I Why? know. Is that the news? Is that the show? Maybe there yeah. will be one in post. We have to wait and see the broadcast. They can build <laughs> Did to Did Paul that. Schaefer storm off in a huff? No. Paul's oh, okay. the greatest. I, I love know. Paul. He's so sweet. Paul, uh, he was in charge of the Nina Simone tribute. Okay. So he works with Brittany Howard and... and um, Felicia Collins, who <gasps> just shreds. Oh, I love her. Did Will Lee play this year? Will Lee the bassist? I didn't see was... Will Lee. Okay. I did not see Will Lee. But um, so that was part of the excitement there. Mm. So do you get nervous when I'm doing a show like yeah. that? Yeah. Mm, I think it gets exciting. Not particularly nervous, mostly because it's not live. Oh. It's, you know, we're going to edit it down to three hours from a four something. Yeah. So you can be yeah, like, can concert. I do that again? And they're like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, when I'm live, I'm live. Hopefully I get the words right from the page to the mic. But uh, yeah, I mean, when you ask, do I get nervous? I think like anyone else that's about to do a live performance, there are nerves, but you use them to sort of steal yourself and go for it. Gives Excellent. you energy. And you're off to the Tonys? The Tonys, my 20th consecutive year announcing the Tony Awards. Yeah, I'm really excited. So that'll be... Can uh, I be your date? (laughs) (laughs) You spend time in New York, don't you? I do. Yeah. So we do have a Sunday rehearsal, just saying. It's really cool. And that will be Sunday, June 10th, my Mm. 20th. And we don't even know who's nominated yet, so... Oh, really? When when is that announced? I don't know. Soon. Right. I was going to Google it. Yeah, maybe maybe one of your viewers will mm-hmm. Google it for us and say yeah. nominees for the 2018 Tonys. Yeah, I get pretty religious about the Tonys mm-hmm. because you, you do? know. Tell me about that. Yeah, because you ha- you have no access to any of these shows if you're not buying a ticket to go see the shows. They really keep them. There's nothing. They don't allow anybody to sneak in. They so don't send screeners out. True. There's no screeners, and so you know, if you want to know what you know what it, what's in Evan Hansen, what like what it what is it? It's like to, it's so mysterious. So you have to watch the Tonys to just get a window of it. And if someone walks in and wants to talk to you, it's just like no, you need to. You have to be rude. No, you need to stop talking. I'm watching a song from Evan Hansen. Like right. stop. I'm serious. Just and how great was the music? From oh Dear my god, I saw it. Only you because did. of a blizzard, we got tickets. It was wow. incredible. Unbelievable. Vicky really. sees a lot of shows. I do. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't get to see all the shows, believe it or not, because I have to pay for my own tickets. Yeah, so and it's pretty I pricey. have to limit it, and I mm-hmm. usually pick one show a year. Mm-hmm. Um, What'd you see this year? Springsteen, I think, he's got to mm-hmm. get nominated this year, yeah. right? Yeah. Did you yeah. see it? I did not. I ha- Although he's Those just extended. 
It's been extended. Yeah. The tickets are a million dollars. Like you have to mortgage your house to go see Springsteen. Did, yeah. Talk about things online. Did you see the video from two nights ago of Bruce dancing with his mother in a little club in New Jersey? No. If you guys that. can find it, it's phenomenal. It was on Facebook, but he was his little white haired mom and he was dancing with her. It was so cute. Is she okay? So sweet. She has. Yeah, she was good. It wasn't rough dancing. It was, like, good. <laughs> it was the cutest thing. Randy, your career is in insane it's just so inspiring and what do you personally do to help other female uh, voice uh, aspiring voiceover artists well once a year i put on an event called voiceover mastery uh the last two years have been in la we'll have our third year the first two years were in fort myers florida where i was living at the time and then uh we moved it here to la because i live back here now and so i i provide an opportunity to bring the best coaches. Uh, Joe Cipriano always mm. comes to my events. He's and pretty he good. Coaches. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah. He's been around a little mm. bit. Uh, so we, we, I, I put them in touch with the proper coach for the genre that they're interested in. Mm-hmm. I coach, but my expertise is promo, radio imaging, live announce. Um, I can't really, I can't teach you commercials. That's mm-hmm. not what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I could, I can teach beginners anything, but if you're really trying to focus in on the genre, I, I would not be the right coach for you. So, but what do I do? I, I, if when young women, women that are even old women that want to do this work, mm-hmm. if they ask me to mentor mom. them, yeah, yeah Spring, Bruce's mom, she wrote me last week, <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah, she wants to. <laughs> she said, wants to break in. <laughs> so I told her she's got to work on that you know, New Jersey accent. Right, that's, right, That's right. the only thing that. holding her back. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, so uh, I, I mentor women and I advise and I help. And, uh, you know, the voiceover community is a pretty close community. It's mm-hmm. really interesting. Um, unlike the acting community. Right. They don't really support each other so much. That's interesting. So you have a podcast. I do. That you do with your husband. Yes. So yes. I used to be a DJ. I was in radio many years ago and I played rock and roll music most of my career. My last radio station was The Wave. So that's sort of. Um, but I decided to get into podcasting about a year ago. I went to a conference that Joel Denver puts on called mm-hmm. uh, Worldwide Radio Show. Is that what it is? WWRS at the W Hotel. It's in May. And I went and I looked at all the conference people talking about podcasting. And I thought, you know what? I want to do that. I'm, I'm an old broadcaster. I'm an old broad. <laughs> but I like the thought of having conversations right. about telling stories mm-hmm. and finding out people's stories. So we partnered with Music Connection magazine and we are telling the stories of the artists that I didn't know who they were until we started this podcast. Mm. Vance Joy, Greta Van Fleet, these kids out of Michigan, they're 16 and 19, they're brothers. They sound like they've been playing together for 30 years and they sound like Led Zeppelin. Mm. It's incredible. Uh, James Bay was just on this. So we're talking to young, incredible artists. And then we also talk to folks like Don Was, who's produced every Rolling Stones album in the last Mm. 25 years. There's your podcast. Oh, there you go. So the Music Connection podcast. Uh, this past week was at NAB. Yeah, we saw you. Yes, I stopped by Joe and he was live on, on yes. your TIFO. She was on last week's show because Joe was on the on the Zoom mm-hmm. and Randy stopped by and she had just done her podcast live from the NAB. So we've come full circle. <laughs> we, <laughs> we have many have. more circles to go. <laughs> but you're on you're on uh, podcast one, which is Norm Pattis's podcasting mm-hmm, network. Mm-hmm. So how does that work? Are you also on iTunes? What uh, happens? Well, because of the RSS, we're everywhere. So mm-hmm. you can access the podcast everywhere. You can even access us in uh, Lipson, which is uh, your home. We're on Lipson too. Yeah. So, but I like the thought that they're actually going to make apps. I think I don't want to go into... I don't want people to have to go into iTunes or this place or that. Just download the app and there's the podcast waiting for you every week. So you think people want a separate app for every podcast they listen to? I think if you have fans that will check you out because, okay, so I I like to say that podcasts are like craft beer. Like, how do you find a good one? There's so many. Mm -hmm. And then when you find it, how do you find it again? If you listen to 50 podcasts and you go back into iTunes 
my podcast might not be the first one that pops up for you. It's whichever one you've listened to okay. most recently. So I do like the idea of having an app. Okay. I, th I think, why not? Double your audience potential. Because right. Lipson does offer that, but I just thought, oh, everyone gets their podcasts at, at iTunes. But doesn't it bother you on Lipson that when they go in to listen to your podcast, they can only see that one episode? You've got no, to go I, out. I think I, I, I paid for a higher tier. Oh. <laughs> no, because this podcast I, I went, is brought to you by Lipson. Yes. <laughs> I, I went in and I looked, and it's just the latest one. I went to Lipson, and I only saw your most recent podcast. Oh. So then you have to mm -hmm. back out of it in order to... And I didn't know how to back out of it to right. see like a full... I thought you just went to your phone and just find the podcast you want and just click it. That's there you go. It. Yeah. It's like you think of Lipson as just being the site that sort of pushes your podcast out to all the other Correct. places where people get their podcasts, mm -hmm. but people don't really come to Lipson to find podcasts. Correct. But yeah, there's just so much to learn. It's really hard. Right. So Norm invested a ton of money in creating the Podcast One app, mm -hmm. and all of the podcasts are housed in that app. So um, I think that makes it a little bit easier but why would I want you to go to Podcast One and see all these other podcasts? I'd much rather push out my social media, show you who's on the show this week, and, and say, download our app, boom. And then every week, it's just easier to press an app, don't you think? Yes, and once we master this, let's teach a class. So then, <laughs> okay. it's, it's just really... Voiceover and podcast mastery. Mm -hmm. there's, yes. there's the next uh, yes. event. So how are you going to get your podcast app developed? Oh, they do. Libsyn will make they an app for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they're trying to make it really affordable for everyone. So I haven't looked into it, but I, I thought it would be a good idea because I love the idea that you have video. You know, my mom, who, God bless her, she's 95 years old. She listens to my podcast mm -hmm. every week. She's like, I just wish I could see you on Aww. video. It would be so much better, mm -hmm. you know? So, and I agree. Maybe, and especially if we've got rock stars in yes. the studio. Mm -hmm. Who wouldn't want to be looking at James Bay? He's a perfect I human. I wouldn't not. Um, so in the studio, <laughs> sometimes I say things that crack up the booth, and I don't even know what about it was funny because it was just me being awkward. In the studio, we have Greg Copewhite. Look how I had to read your name off a piece of paper. Isn't that funny? Yeah, why'd you look down for that? I don't know. I think I needed to know what came next in the show. <laughs> And, it, and and then my brain went, you're acting like you don't know his name. <laughs> Constantly judging myself. Greg Cope White is here, and he's an author slash TV writer. Which of your credits do you prefer? Which is your favorite? Well, I'm, I've, I've got a movie. I'm starting a movie that I just sold in the summer. So that I, I guess I just say screenwriter, screenwriter. Now because that covers TV and screen. Yeah, screenwriter. Everything's available on Anything some screen. that has a screen. But yes, I got my start in TV, and I... Love it. Norman Lear's podcast is on Podcast One. Yes. So Norman I, I Lear. was part of inducting him at the Kennedy Center. Oh, nice. Oh, great. Oh, great, my great. gosh. Great. You're great. everywhere. Well, I didn't get to induct him, but I said his name. Oh, you nice. said his name. Did you get to try on one of those, like, what are the what is that they wear around their the neck? The metal. It's yeah. very oh. festooned. Yeah. No, I have not. It's That's a ribbon pretty with awesome. a metal on the end. Yeah. yeah. It's a ribbon with a metal at the end. Um, but so, I, the author is fun, too, because I, I, I think that was... I always wanted to do that. I didn't grow up thinking I wanted to be a television writer, a screenwriter. Grow up thinking I was going to be a writer. An author is to me sort of the the nicest of those. Yeah, because it's it, it's hard to write a book. So many words. <laughs> oh my gosh! All in a row too that you're supposed to put them. Well, somebody else does that for you. Okay. I didn't know that was going to happen. <laughs> I'll, I'll remember that next time I write a book. I think we've all written books, all four of us. <laughs> Maybe even more people. Thomas, have you written a book? No? Get all on right. it, Unfortunately, Slacker. Get, get on it. <laughs> so um, what can you say? I know that some of what you were, what we were talking about pre-show, you were like lips locked, can't. Well, but... I think the, the formal announcement will come out uh, soon. I think that should come out from, from the, the executive producers. But, you know, it, it's, it's more about people that may not understand the process of a of a story being brought to screen where it you know it, it's not easy it does take years i think a lot of people think they're just going to uh, write a spec script and that spec script's going to be great and somebody's going to say we're going to shoot that movie in the fall it you know it can <laughs> it can go to a lot of places this script that is going um, you know certainly had its share of no's from big studios i i, I wrote this movie with my writing partner while I was on book tour for Pink Marine. 
And I always have like three or four things going at the same time, just trying to, you know, it's like throwing biscuits against the wall and seeing which one's going to pop open with a surprise. So you just keep projects going. And then, um, so we finished this, we shopped it around in 2017 and we just found a buyer this year for it. So congratulations. Thanks. And then, um, the that being said, that's now almost put to bed from the writing standpoint. Mm-hmm. We had to already start a bunch of other stuff. So uh, that's and we've written a fun pilot. We were just talking about it because it has an Instagram influencer in it. Uh, and I would love that to go in the pilot for Pink Marine. We uh, constantly work on that. That gets shopped around. And we're just looking for a couple of elements on that. But that's the because it's a project that I know really well and I know – I want to tell more stories that are in the book. That's certainly the project that I really want to go more than any. You yeah. were a Marine. I was yes, like, he, whoa, that's serious. Yep. Six years. I loved it. I had a great time. I, was, I really had a good time. You rose I got a to sergeant? Out. Sergeant in the enlisted ranks, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Excellent. How many push-ups can you do today? All of them. <laughs> good answer. In a row. <laughs> in a row. <laughs> Randy. No. And then with us is Vicki Abelson. Hello. Who is my talk show friend, and I'm your I'm your talk show co-pilot. You're my wing woman. Yeah, and we do the show. And Vicky, talk about the show because we have had some adventures. You know, it, it makes me crazy because every single week, Louise and I say that was the best show we have ever. And we we have now done 88 shows. We have done 88 shows, you Louise. Win. That's a lot we, of shows. We, we did, for a year, we did it in this studio when it with started John. out as, with John. It started out as a radio show and then it uh, became a podcast. I don't, I, I, I was writing Louise all day, not a podcast. I'm calling it a talk show because mm-hmm. uh, video is the main thrust of my show. Um, it's very visual. We sit still, but somehow it's very visual. So do you feel that saying podcast limits the fact that people don't think there's video involved? For me, podcast, there are a gazillion podcasts, right? right? But to me, there aren't a gazillion talk shows. And I I think of myself as a talk show host, not a podcaster. There's a gazillion talk shows hosted by someone named Jimmy. (laughs) <laughs> well, this is true, but I, but I, it's also the 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 vision that I have for the show and where it's going to go, mm-hmm. and so I see it as a talk show, as a visual talk show, and and that's what we are. Yeah, that's and her vision for it. She's very good at visualizing. I I, I have I'm very good at visualizing, but you know I I also believe that you know having sort of a a brand is important. Yes. So um, it's a broadcast. You were mm-hmm. making fun of that before, mm-hmm. but that is. The moniker, <laughs> and um, and it's been great having Louise. So yeah, we we it's called the Road Taken: Celebrity Maps to Success, and basically we talk to people that are living their dream, that have managed to merge creativity and commerce and make their dreams come true. And so we call their their tools. How did you do it? Like we had. Last week we had Barry Katz on. Barry Katz is not famous. Usually our guests are famous. Barry's not famous, but Barry has has done 100 deals. He has sold 100. I think I know. Uh, He's projects. a manager, right? He's a manager. Yes, He's I've heard managed of Chappelle, Dave Chappelle and and Mark Marin and Whitney every every comic pretty much. And he's, but what he did was, which was so generous, is usually we go into the artist's story. We didn't do that last week. I asked him one question about himself, and he was off and running on tools, advice, and how to do it. And it and was stories. Br- it was brilliant. I mean, he really, he really did give a roadmap for success. He was fascinating. He was fascinating. He said, if you want to make it, be an A. So that works if you're a Lyft driver, if you're a real estate agent, whatever you are, be an A. Right. And it's just great advice. So that's what the show kind of is, is tr- because I'm still trying to figure out how to find my highest success. And so every week when we talk to these guests, I, I, I learn. I learn stuff. Yeah, we and my shirt, and I'm, and I'm, I'm. <laughs> if if I don't do it that way, I'm just going to start taking it off. She wants a peekaboo you shoulder. Peek-a-boo. That's what she's going for. Yeah. Learn for sure. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's been fascinating, and my favorite adventure with Vicky because sometimes we go to people's houses. Oh God. Sometimes they're expecting us. Um, <laughs> but we went to Ed Asner's. 
right before I, it's Christmas. It's going to be difficult to top that because Amazing. well, I ha- we we might next week, Louise, because we're going to Paula Poundstone's house, and we so are? and she has fourteen cats. You so has a lot of cats. You'll be right in my neighborhood. It's a good I, thing you're not allergic, huh? She, she's no, not. fourteen cats, and she told me she make believe it doesn't smell. It does, but make believe that it doesn't. I can and do that. We need to bring the lights, but anyway, we're going yeah. to Paula's house. I so bought lights. It's and she has a ping pong table, and I want to play, so that might be part of the show. Oh yeah. But when we went to Ed's house, it was right before Christmas, and I asked him to wear a little Santa hat, which he did the entire show. But he was also wearing little shorts and little Uggs. Uggs. And and in the middle of the show, his son-in-law came in and said... Dad, do you want pizza? And they, we ordered pizza. We ate pizza. He had we pizza did, on oh. his lap. He got up and went to the bathroom in the middle of the he, show, and yes. then came back. It was <laughs> fantastic. The dog came in and sat on his lap and licked his face. It was all going on, and, and this was all. Oh, this was. You oh, don't go live on yeah, Facebook. It was we, live. we are live. <laughs> it and so, was live. And, and then there was a moment where he started hacking. Oh no, the best part. And someone wrote the comment. I can see the headline tomorrow. TV legend. <laughs> Hacked to death. I was trying no. not to laugh. No. My fa- my favorite part of the, you can read the comments. My favorite part of the broadcast was Louise was looking on her phone at something. Now I don't know if she was looking at the comments or if she was, I was reading her emails. But all starts screaming. At no, me. he goes Louise, and he did that like that, that Mr. Grant kind of no. yell at her, and he scared the fuck out of both. Oh, my left person. Yeah, you yes. He scared the hell out of every. We, Louise was and I so just grumpy. Oh, oh, it was the best. It was fantastic. So, anyway. And so that's great because we get to go into their their environs and, and we get so you're not only getting them, but you're getting their whole thing. Yeah. We, Eric Roberts house. That was great. There's no lights in there. They like to keep it dim. It's every, very dim. Every, everyone should look good. That drives <laughs> me crazy. Very dark. Dark. Me when too. you can't get enough light, yeah. it drives me crazy. Horrible. Like, I get really angry. Like, well, we just we bought lights. just bought yeah, lights. we're going to just have them <laughs> with us wherever we go. I have dimmers yeah. literally on every, either dimmers, every yes. wall or yes. land, dimmers everywhere. Yeah, but Even you know what we kitchen. learned? You know what we learned about lighting from your friend Lydia Cornell? What? Is that more lighting is flattering, but you have to... You have to know how to aim it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna watch a YouTube tutorial about lighting. It's it's actually Lydia taught us yeah. is that it really has to come at you at eye level. Okay, like ours were coming down, yeah. and that's not flattering. Shadows and up is not flattering, but yeah. straight, straight at, at you. you. That's, okay, that's so what we want. We're always looking to improve. <laughs> um, and so where do we go from here? So we're gonna do some news diving because I have a really excellent panel and we have a lot to discuss. Okay. So um, does everyone know how the internet works in China? Does anyone know? Like if you go to China. They will take your phone and then give it back to you when you leave China. You're not allowed to go to China and use your wow. devices. I really? got a new Is passport a new last rule? week and yeah. I smiled in my picture. And I was, I was, I was at an agency, not, not the passport office, so I took several different takes of my passport picture. And the one that I chose, I'm smiling really big. So I said to the guy, is this a problem I'm smiling? He said, just in China, they think it's rude if you show up with a smiling passport. Is that true? Wow. I said, that's okay. I'm not planning going to China. (laughs) All right. So here's how the internet works in China. Um, All of our platforms are banned in China and instead they have their own government monitored version. So for example, instead of WhatsApp, they have WeChat. Rather than Google, they use Baidu. They have Yuku filling in for YouTube, and instead of Twitter, they have something called Weibo. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm pronouncing these correctly, but um, on Friday, Weibo announced that, that they would be removing LGBTQ-related content in order to create a sunny and harmonious community environment. But then the gays sprung into action using the hashtags, I am gay and I am gay, not a pervert. They posted their stories and photos of their families. The hashtags generated over 500,000 posts, which were viewed by more than 530 million people. The protest reached uh, Twitter with screen caps because I guess there's there's ways that you can screen cap it and then send it to a friend in another country. Um, and on Monday, China removed the ban. Homosexuality is not illegal in China. Mm. It was only decriminalized in 1997, but there are limited protections against LGBTQ discrimination in the country. As The Guardian points out, LGBTQ communities have largely been forced to stay underground with only 5% of people in China who are gay or LGBTQ publicly out. According to this UN survey, conversion therapy still exists mm-hmm. in China. And in the U.S. Right, but more in China. You can apply everything that you just said with a much lower percentage number right, to right. the United States of America. 
Every, you can read that exact same statement wow. and replace it with the U.S. and just lower the stats. But we're, we're not safe here either. But we're talking about uh, change and sometimes evolution, and sometimes it doesn't even happen in one person's lifetime. But do you think that uh, these hashtags and, and people standing up and saying, I'm, I won't live in shame, is that helpful? I think it is. Yes. I think so, I too. Think didn't they just I'm take amazed, it down actually, right away? that they were able you to do that. You would tweet that, and mm-hmm. then it would get taken down. Right, but it eventually they backed down and they removed the ban. So, that so was the whole weekend, it shows that the people's voice actually made something happen, which yeah. how else can the people of China show their their leaders how they're feeling about things the fact that they're even given these social networks i don't know if they come and find you they know your ip they know where you live if you put anything that they disagree with but i think that sounds positive i think it was so many people were using the hashtags that there was they they maybe had a meeting and said (laughs) (laughs) okay stan uh, you're probably gay but um (laughs) what do you you know i mean what what should we do should we try you can't fight 10% of your population that's too many people yeah so assuming the number is that low it may be higher so if people were bold enough to say I'm using this hashtag let them come find me it it you know one person standing up is scary but a million people standing up makes you feel brave braver and I think it's how change happens yes yeah it has, it has to start look if you throw if you throw up uh, the tiniest pebble in the largest ocean it causes a it causes a ripple the Chinese internet is severely censored. Um, a new law outlines 68 things you cannot say on China's social media. Um, the guidelines ban material that depicts excessive drinking or gambling, that, sens- that sensationalizes bizarre or grotesque criminal cases, that ridicules China's historical revolutionary leaders or current members of the army, police, or judiciary, or that publicizes the luxury life. Detailed plots involving prostitution, rape, and masturbation are also forbidden. So are displays of unhealthy marital values, which the guidelines catalog as affairs, one-night stands, partner swapping, and simply but vaguely sexual liberation. So all this comes on the heels of um, Xi Jinping declaring himself ruler for life. So it's... I don't know if it's that unlike what they've already been living with in China. It's, it's interesting. It's the largest country population-wise, and we know very little about it nor do we complain about this type of hold that their that their leaders have over their people because we kind of have always accepted if you if you grew up with the the iron curtain you kind of just accepted that people in china and russian didn't have the rights that you have but as we're as we're all sort of moving forward through time and the internet is making it possible for us to have a closer view of other people's lives and whatever their liberties are. Do you think that the world is going to come together and say, we'll help you guys, we'll help pull you guys forward and maybe your leaders will have to listen? Like this this boycott or this hashtag weekend could be a, a signpost that leads to more change in places like China, maybe not Russia yet, but... What do you so? What do you guys think of the power of the internet as a whole uh, globally? I, th- I, th- are they able to see our stuff? Is there like a black market where they can see our Facebook or That's anything? That's a good question. I mean, I'd really like to know that because I know even censorship here, as Greg was saying, like the numbers are just different, are just lower. Um, when Facebook first started, I believe I was one of the first people to, without asterisks use the word fuck on Facebook. And it was like a big controversy 10 years ago. And I was also one of the first columnists to use it on the Huffington Post. And the editors tried to change it. And then I would go in and fight with them. And now everybody uses it Mm -hmm. on both platforms. But the way change happens is that people refuse to back down. Mm -hmm. So I love the fact that they're doing this in China. And I think it is going to impact moving forward that things are going to change. And do they need our interference for that to happen? I don't know that they do. There must be some black market where they're getting ours. How would they know to stand up and do this if they weren't getting a sense that this was being pioneered elsewhere, I I would imagine. Well, I guess that's why they had to take away Americans' phones, because we go there, we show them, Mm. oh, see, we have this, we have this, and they're Mm -hmm. like, no, 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 you can't see that anymore. But I do think that it's the youth 
the youth that are going to be inspired in every country to stand up for what's important, just like the youth of our country. You know, I don't want to get into a big political thing, but had things gone a different way two years ago, our youth would have said just more of the same and they would have stayed uninvolved. I think having a different president that represents all of these things that drive us crazy, we now have kids that are growing up and using their voices in a way that they never would have. So, it's when you're most challenged, you become most involved. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, and I, growing up in China, I, I would have to think that there's some technological geniuses who have figured out how to look at. They have to. Yeah, they're yeah. Definitely, they they're definitely Well, is. they know how to rip and everything they, else off of ours. <laughs> they have the so. dark web, and I think they pro- if they have access to Skype, then they can they right. can talk to their friends here. And do they have access to Skype? What do you though? think, Thomas? I think so. Um, I have some friends that have told me that. They definitely, you like. I mean, you just have to go on the, the dark web. Quote the dark unquote. web. There but yeah, you, you can do it. It's just like illegal. And if web. you get caught, where do you think porn And what what happens to <laughs> someone? That's so. What happens to someone in China who gets caught using the dark web? I don't know. I think they. I think they would just be arrested. I'm. I'm not really sure. But I, Is I just have the one friend. That <laughs> it. Interesting. Yeah, I think they just they go into the dark web. Wow. <laughs> Um, but we have some news that's not as distressing. Well, maybe it is distressing in a different way. 20-year-old Bella Thorne bought a mansion using Instagram. She makes $65,000 for each of her Instagram posts. Do you have that article? There she is. So that's adorable, And but I wouldn't pay her $65,000. Right. But she carefully curates her image, and so she markets herself to advertisers or... Do we know exactly how this works? Who- there's agencies that that take care of all this. There's yeah. there's ad agencies that know which influencers that they want. It's right. part of an ad budget now. How much are we going to spend? And I I want to say it's not just that they're getting paid for that. We're, when we cast a movie, uh, we certainly look at the the you- person's talent first off and, and their social and their, and match. their social media. But we're also looking at their social media and and but not just their numbers. But what do they share? Some some celebrities have huge social media followings, and they don't promote their things. Or right. they don't but have interaction. Interaction is so important. Yeah. And we do want them to to promote, and you do want you do want that conversation to happen. So it's interesting know. how every different person has a different relationship with social media. Everyone I've ever met has a different relay has a, their own unique relationship with social media, and it because it hits. Every area of security and insecurity in us. And so it's a reflection of what we're willing to share, how we want people to see us, how we want to see ourselves. Right. Because you know you're going to have to look at it every day. And if it's going to trigger your own insecurities, you just know, like, I, I'm not doing that. If people manage their lives in different ways, and it's like just a whole other layer or many different layers of something that every day we have to manage. And so some people are really comfortable with it. They're really comfortable engaging. And some people are like, well, I'll have Instagram, but it's going to be on lockdown and I'm only going to like follow people I know. And some people and some people are like, well, I'm, I'm taking out, you know. It's just so different for every person. Do you guys find that to be true? I just heard something last week that I thought was was a nice thing about and about running your social media and it said try to write things and share things not as if you're speaking to an unknown audience but as if you're really speaking to your closest friends and family. Use that voice. I, I like that. That's a nice I ideal. like that. That's helpful. You treat everyone like, okay, if you're in this world with me, you're my friend. Right. But the other the other factor is that some people have a really uncomfortable relationship with technology and they just don't want to have these learning curves in front of them every day where I have to figure out like Vicky has people over every week and she'll she'll ask them to share and like we've seen all different levels of <laughs> comfort and and engagement. Like, oh my assistant does this for me or my wife does this for me, or they're just like all over it. Like well, God, I what got What also this. makes me hysterical uh, is that people think that they get appalled that their stuff is being, you know, vi- that their rights are being violated. Once we put anything up on the internet in any fashion, that is public information. Who thinks that stuff gets private? Even if we private message somebody, direct message them, once you're putting it on the internet, that's not private yeah. conversation. That's, that's public scary. conversation. You really have to think yeah. about what you're actually because I imagine the day when the Facebook messages, someone's going to break it open mm-hmm. and all the Facebook messages are going to be out there, the private messages. Yeah, I think And they... that's where 
you know. Yeah, my rule of thumb is that if I have anything even remotely uncomfortable, like a work-related uncomfortable thing to share, I use the phone. I don't ever type something that couldn't get forwarded to everybody. Yeah. That's just my rule I've of thumb. I've been bitten in the ass by mm. that. Have you? Yeah. I mean, and most people like John Podesta have been. You, you know, there shouldn't be anything in writing that couldn't be all over the New York Times tomorrow because I am that newsworthy <laughs> on the daily. Right. So, yeah, it's just, it's a very interesting... Um, I want to know how it's these also people, generational. Oh, how, yeah. I want to know how these people become influencers. This is the thing I still don't understand. Why Bella is, it, is an influencer? It, is it is it lightning in a bottle? Did she do one thing that like blew her up? Yes. Or is that is that what it what what was hers? Do you know what hers was? I have no idea what it is, but I just know that that's typically how it starts. I, I like so don't understand because I I you can't, I can't figure it out. Right. I think you need a really cute poodle. <laughs> oh, I, I should tell people I'm getting fired from being an Amazon influencer. If you're listening, Amazon. Wait, what? Why? Because I, I don't do. I don't. They reached out uh, last year and said, "Hey, would you, do you want to be an Amazon influencer on Instagram?" Mm -hmm. And I wrote back and I said, I don't really have that kind of an audience or interaction that you're probably looking for. I said, I don't have 10,000 followers. I use Instagram all the time, by the way, but I, I'm, uh, I don't have 10,000 followers. And if you have 10,000 followers, when you do an Instagram story, you can swipe up and add a link. Mm -hmm. If I had that kind of following, I would post a product because I cook all the time. And I obviously there's products that I love that I would love people to buy, and I could make eight to nine percent on that. Mm -hmm. So first they started the influencer. Wait a minute, I have over ten thousand. You, you can, I don't know how to swipe up and, and <laughs> thank you. So, See, wait, wait, this is so funny. So they offered it session. to him, so but he doesn't have and doesn't do it. <laughs> right. so but they didn't offer it to her, but she has it and she wants to do it. But so here I we are to together, so right. it works. Well, I'm on, and I, I'm on television sometimes for, for Food Network, so I think that's probably what they found. No, so, I think that's perfect mm -hmm. because they they. They associate all of the products, especially the kitchen and cooking mm -hmm. products and fashion or whatever that you're a, an expert and an influencer in. And the fact that they just changed the rule now so um, I, and, with and Amazon, they've got it. We have to pay taxes now <gasps> where what? before you might not have. And that's oh, yeah. so they're Mitch trying to McConnell. level the playing ground <laughs> between online buying and, uh, you know, brick and mortar. Hasn't that been a thing for a long time now? The tax. Uh, it depends on your state. If you're oh, if you okay. live in one state and it's coming from another state, it you you pay the tax. Mm -hmm. So, but so I, they wrote me. That mm -hmm. was last year. They said be an Amazon influencer, and mm -hmm. I they said you know you build a page and you put it on, and I did, and I put a things that a few things I loved, like my favorite five thousand dollar cappuccino machine <laughs> that my a friend of mine has. And I'm like I would like that one day. Yeah. So I I did it, and I kept telling. I said you know just know that I can't put a link in my Instagram post, my regular post. Mm -hmm. I can't put a link. Nothing clicks in there, mm -hmm. and. They so they said no, you'll be fine. We want you. You can use it on. You can do Twitter, Facebook, whatever. It's all the same. Everything gets linked back. So last week they wrote me and they said, "We're probably going to disinvite you from the influencer program because you haven't done anything." I'm like, "I told you, <laughs> I can't do it." Wow. I don't know that they are. But it hurts to, when but... they uninvite. Yeah, yeah. really. Yes. I, if I was making money or anything, it would hurt. I don't. I'm but not you would have feel made money. It. Yes. Wouldn't that be part of the deal? Yes. Had I had I had the following that I could include links to, and also I don't really unless unless it's my book or something I want you to watch that I wrote on, I'm, I don't really promote any. I have nothing to mm -hmm. promote. So I I doubt that my friends on Facebook would like me to say here's the rice cooker i just used <laughs> i actually don't use a rice cooker of course we would so um, so it's a numbers game you know for those guys and, and if i was bella thorne and had all those people i would certainly put the five thousand dollar cappuccino machine and that company would also send me a free five thousand dollar yes they machine, would and then all i'd right. make a nine percent so anyway and, just to say that's my and one last thing about what vicky was saying too like how do these people get so popular and become so influential and so many of them aren't known for doing that much else other than being influencers. I don't know right? anything yeah. that they do other than the fact that they are influencers. And why are people listening to them? They have no lives. All they do is sit and video themselves. I don't right. understand it. Well, well maybe they, you have to well, look Dina at the demographic. Dina knows the answer. Their, but what's their the answer? Yes. You have to talk into a microphone, Dina, or you can't influence over, anybody. <laughs> so I don't. I don't have all the answers, but I mean, I think that. The easiest answer is that these people are really good at marketing mm -hmm. and they're good at marketing mm -hmm. themselves mm -hmm. and that translates to them being good at selling products. So it's like, for example, how you guys were saying like, oh, I have a guest on, like Vicky has a guest on her podcast and that person- Her like, talk show. 
I'm oh my god. Oh my god, please Dina. For, please forgive me. Please forgive me. We just went over that. On it's a talk show. A talk show. And and she told me about this earlier too, and I yeah. forgot. I'm sorry. I yeah. won't make that mistake. Please. And they That's don't right. even know like how to like share something on their, right. you know, social media. So the social media influencer is like the exact opposite of that. You're a magnet they know exactly of it. how to do it. It, to whom, at what time, what in what scenario, they'll never, like I do, you know, I'm a social media freelancer and I've worked with people who like, you know, we're doing cross promotion. They put like the wrong um, tag, the wrong account, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a frequent thing. A lot of people don't know how to use social media. That will never be an issue with an influencer. They hit all the boxes. But then there are people like Louise and Greg, myself, and I'm sure you as well, who do know how to use social media, but I do not. I am not influencing anyone. <laughs> I, am well, influ- I am influencing. We're a sort niche. of like it's just the new reality TV. It's just the new reality TV, and then we're, failing at that. Well, That's we're my not. Story. Also, we're not the right age group of Correct. of right. people yeah. who who are. In, in a pool where everyone's looking for who to look at. Right. right. Okay, exactly. and we've already yeah. figured out who to look, who to look right. at. We're kind of done. And like, unless you're Redford, I'm really not, not looking influenced. at you. <laughs> and 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 in that age group of 20-year-old Bella Thorne, our peers are like, oh, you cooked eggs. Okay. Um, but, but Bella Thorne, her age group is like, who do we look at? Who do we look at? How do I know? How do I know who to be? Yeah. And they're just, they're starving for it. Right. So they're very right it's like protons being attracted phrase, to, right. you know, the exact right. And they're easy to sell to. Conductor of energy. And so, she, yeah, and but she do they have figured out money? how to conduct that That's energy. That's the question. Do they, they really? I mean, they do have some. They have enough that like they may like i watch a lot of like youtube videos and um you know they're always like the makeup like tutorial girls they're always sending them like free products and you know there's a reason for that like they that would not be happening if people weren't we need to do a how-to yeah greg we should do a cappuccino um (laughs) tutorial and then we'll get that cappuccino maker it'll just come in the mail great machine yeah (laughs) we'll just keep making coffee every week until someone sends us a coffee and we're connected (laughs) on instagram and twitter and all that stuff so they this is really not a bad idea it's really not if you if you really focus on like the coffee make it and you totally make it like a lifestyle thing we should put it right on my desk and make coffee every week like all the visual. There you I mean, go. It, I, I have a Keurig. We'll just plug it in right here. But see, but we're not <laughs> the pot. right demo. They don't think that we, but I, I, I disagree with this. Facebook is billions of people. Mm. It is not the influencers who are on Facebook. My right. kids are on Snapchat, Instagram, right. YouTube. Yeah. They don't care about Facebook. We are the people on Facebook. Yeah. We are the people who are influencing I'm on sorry, Facebook. I'm sorry, I have not bought Snap, Snapchat stock. Because that will explode. That is the next thing. Yeah. Forget next about thing. My kids have been on Snapchat. On my kids have been on Snapchat. It's already on its way out. To a whole new level. I think it might be. I do not believe it will ever get our generation. I think if we, if we get sponsors, what it's going to be, sadly, is the sponsors at MSNBC and CNN. It's going to have a lot of side effects, whatever it is we're talking about, because that's who watches Facebook and that's who watches CNN. And it's going to be the chair that goes up the stairs. I'm going to start be, posting links to Amazon it's products It's going to be spine surgery with very little my, bit of an incision. Save my influencer status. No, but that's the who, that's who they're tar- like our age group. That's who advertisers, that's the, that's the products that are looking for people, you know, like readers that magnify something. Or, yeah. And light up in the dark. Well, You're actually, gonna, the, face- the little blue pill. Influencers on Facebook have been like those video creators who will make like the recipe video where they show you like they have the camera on it. And they show you like all the steps, like sped up. <laughs> so I just want to say that I had asked my my Facebook Live was blurry for two weeks, and and we were really oh, frustrated because we didn't know yeah. why. So I asked Louise to please do a test video for me. So Ronnie made eggs, yes. and I just want to say it's the highest watched video <laughs> <laughs> Louise has had. Ronnie cooking eggs. I have no I idea. Saw that video. Were they? Poached? It was fantastic. But no, you know he, what's great about it is is Ronnie, Ronnie was just being himself. Yeah. You know, he was, was he wasn't trying to impress anybody. He's, he's an influencer. He was, 
is an influence. He is an egg influencer. Everybody wanted eggs. And like he was, I had to drive eggs over to a lot of people. <laughs> and, he, and he was doing what you said. He was just being himself. Yeah. Talking just like and uh, that's to what you they guys. what yep. they do. That's what they I do. think I'm gonna do a tutorial <laughs> where I show people how to open up the pill container with the different days of the week. <laughs> and then we can get like the pill the pill the pill caddy to sponsor us. Yes. Yeah. We should just we should just accept this is this is what we're going after. Why don't we just go ahead and say depends? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we have a lot more ground to cover. Who's addicted to online shopping? Anybody? Show of hands. At addicted. Addicted. Is an interesting not, no. Word. no interest. But do you guys do you guys feel like they're trying to get you to click over to the shopping cart and then over to purchase? Do you feel like they're trying to like hook us and make us feel like that there's some sort of time running out or if you don't buy it right, right now you can't right. have it or even on Amazon it'll say only two left. No, there's only two left because that's what it says every that's, time. That's a total manipulation. Yeah. I know because they're doing it with my book. They 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 yeah. tease with the number le- it's all that's all crap. I, I, I just I live on a really charming street. I live on Montana Avenue, around the corner from Montana Avenue on San, in Santa Monica. I'm and I just, stalking you now. Fancy. Thank you for the information. You'll be, I'll you've be been there, <laughs> and 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 you'll be there for Paula next week. Yeah. But I just I love that that street is charming, and it's like Columbus Avenue in New York. Mm-hmm. I hate that every store is closing. I have had <gasps> I had three friends, personal friends, that just happened to open stores on Montana that all have closed in the past six months. Oh. And so I, I am almost anti-online shopping. I've done it, and I right. do it. I'll, I'll order something on Amazon. Absolutely. I, but I, have, I, you know, no. I have to say also, as an author for, for books, um, I use this little bookstore in, in Montrose called Once Upon a Time. I don't want the women who write to order their books on Amazon. I want them to buy, to 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 support little local bookstores so that they can right. continue to. But we can't really stop time. We cannot. No, no, no. And and, and look, I buy a lot Amazon, of stuff. Amazon Prime is genius. The fact that we can, that I can order it change, and the next though. morning Wait, it's going to be there. hit. Right, but well, we've all seen You've Got Mail. We know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Little shops are going out of business, and even mm-hmm. that big shop now, mm-hmm. Tom Hanks, is out of business. So, yes. your next girlfriend will be buying her books. With- <laughs> but I think when we can, we I need, to, sh- we need my- to not shop online when we can. Yeah, no, I think it's I think it's interesting to be inside of a store and to have that experience of like three dimensionally looking at the product and just feeling the other customers. And it's like the difference between watching Netflix. You've been and- feeling up other customers <laughs> I do. in the stores, <laughs> but I always ask first: May I touch you here? Okay, Is this good. okay? May I loosen your bra? <laughs> <laughs> a little story from before the show. Um, but we're going to skip. I do have I do a tip that I'll oh, share about online, a, shopping online shopping that I yeah. love. Uh, yeah. Is that if you are buying something online. Open a separate window and Google discount code for yes. Pottery Barn. Isn't it discount honey? Yeah, just use honey. Honey, honey, honey. Does, honey. Oh. does all the discounting codes. But if you just go on, you can find Retail Me Not or whatever. But there's usually a code, and you never know, and it'll go in there. And if there is no code anywhere, call the 800 number at the website and ask the operator. Do you have any promotions right now? Wow. And they will give them to you. Wow. Excellent advice. That's but here's excellent. the thing that freaks me out about yeah. online shopping. And I used to do a lot more than I do now. Mm-hmm. You're on Facebook. You see something you really like. You click it. Then anytime you go online, Never. you're going to see ads for that. Right. Never. Every single time. And even worse, your phone is listening. You can say a product go on your phone and all of a sudden that product is going to show up as the first commercial yep. to the video yep. that you're about to watch. Like, what? They know it's, everything. Yeah, it's they know really You scary. can browse privately on like DuckDuckGo and look and, and use that as your search place and then it'll prevent you from getting the ads. It won't know what you searched for. It's just so tricky though and it's like, what do you want to make time to do? Like, what, what, what's of value to you? Sometimes I'll see an ad that's appealing to me, but instead of clicking on it, I think I'll save them the dollar or nickel or whatever that they would have spent had I clicked on it, and I'll just Google the thing. Mm-hmm. And then maybe my computer will know a little bit less about me. Like, it'll be like, oh, you like mm. David Sanborn, so here's David Sanborn. And I'm like, oh, David Sanborn's coming, and I'll just open another tab and, and Google him rather than... I don't, I don't know. Cl- I, I don't click on the links. I, I kind of resist clicking on the links. I, I, I feel too. like it's giving them too much information about mm-hmm. me. That's our protest in China. We're resisting clicking on the links. <laughs> my, my Chinese- I'm going on WeFo or whatever yeah. that is. We're all authors. Mm-hmm. You guys ever read your customer reviews? Yeah, I've, I've seen them. Amazon took away a lot of mine because they, they removed about 
I think about 20 of them. Wow, Amazon least. really is in a turf war with you. <laughs> no, they, yeah. they've taken away a bunch of mine as they, well. If they huh. thought that I had a personal connection with them, they took them away. The uh, Marines that wrote, they took those down, and I didn't realize that. Like, people have written me and said, Where's my review in your book? And I'm like, I don't know. Well, maybe you know. look how it says verified. Maybe they've they It has ones. to be a verified purchase. So yeah. if anybody bought the book yeah. not on Amazon, they don't consider it a verified purchase. Yeah, so yeah. they bought it in a bookstore if they bought it, you know, yeah, whatever. No, I had yeah. friends that verified purchases. Vicki, um, we can buy your book on Amazon. You can. Um, would you like to read one of your customer do you, reviews? Do you want to say the name of my book, Louise? Your book <laughs> is called. Don't jump, colon, sex, Ooh, drugs, that's, ro- that's dirty right there. Sex, colon. drugs, rock and roll, comma, and my you fucking say, mother. Yeah. Louise can't even curse online. And my fucking Ooh. mother. It's right on there. Okay. I bought this book on Kindle because I wanted it right when it came out. Then I bought the hardcover too, so I could always grab it off the shelf when I needed a laugh. But then I bought the audiobook because there is nothing better than having Vicky tell you this hilarious story in her own voice. It is is it is at once hysterical, poignant, and deceptively smart. A must read. That's lovely. Who was that? That, is, that nice. was a really that nice review. review. And a great customer. That's, that's a yeah. She bought all three. Ver- yeah, it's a three-dimensional it. fan. <laughs> Greg, would you like to read oh. a customer review from the Pink Marine? Yes. I, I, there is the my neck. My only negative review is really funny. I wish I I knew it by heart, but it's something about we, John could probably find it. It's really funny. Um, this one is from um, Book Lover on September eighth, twenty sixteen. Format paperback, verified purchase. So funny and so moving. So funny and moving. Yeah. It walks the thin line between comedy and drama and takes off running. The author's perceptiveness and wit is matched only by his depth of feeling. This isn't a book about what it means to be a young gay man in the 1970s. It's a book about what it means to be human. Heard author on NPR. His interview is excellent and he is one incredible man. However, book is a struggle to read. Once you hear the interview, the book pales. Recommend buying just to support him. <laughs> Has this person ever read another book? <laughs> because your them. book is so easy to read. I love that. Person. It just you can't put it down. That was a very honest, yeah. raw, uh, and vulnerable. Which, by the way, I want to say when when Hillary, when the whole Hillary, the other guy thing happened, and I was very she pro doesn't Hillary, say his name. I will not say it his won't name. Be spoken. And and when I was very pro Hillary on Facebook, um, I did this one particular post, and I got three one star reviews in less than twelve minutes. Oh, they were um... in less than twelve minutes. I got three one star reviews. There was Ouch. no way, and and they and yeah, and there was, and they weren't, and they weren't verified they weren't purchases. Verified Can you get purchase. those removed? Can and you write they would, and I tried, and they would not take them down. And then Amazon put up his Christmas ornament on oh. my page. They were promoting his Christmas ornament on my book page. We have that. It's one of the frequently asked questions for uh, the Trump Christmas ornament. Oh, lovely. And it's the reviews, first of all, are brilliant. And it's an afternoon of fun reading. <laughs> but I especially liked the, the frequently asked questions because it was answered as if the person did not know that the question itself was a joke. <laughs> if I put this ornament on my tree, will I have to use all white lights or will my colored lights still be welcome? <laughs> And then read the answer. Works fine with lights of any color. However, hook appears unlikely to support the dead weight of non-working <laughs> ornaments. It totally wow. just answered the question. <laughs> um, and now we go to our special features. Drum roll, please. Yeah, Facebook feed time. Okay, I, do it. It's Facebook feed time. I wrote a song for it just now. That was it. Catchy little jingle. I like that. <laughs> I like. All right. So my friend Paul Paradiso posted, and how do you guys feel about um, taking pictures of random people that you think are dressed badly in public without their knowledge, and then posting them on Facebook for people to mock? Yes. No. Maybe. I wear that outfit often. Shorts and Uggs. Uh, that's yeah. how I go to the grocery so store. That's so a California sure. staple. Actually, it's kind of like I wish I had those legs. You can You kind of have to answer it like if somebody caught you in an uncompromising photo and they posted of you, what would you think? Right. right. It but depends if on if it's recognizable. I was at at my son's graduation and there was this mountain of a person in front of me and I couldn't see a thing. So I posted on Facebook my view of Harry's graduation and people screamed at they me that it was mean to take it down. Meanwhile, you. No way in the world could you know who that person was. All right, so put it up again, John, so I can read what Paul wrote. We can all agree on this, right? And then it's like hashtag... Uh, Ugh. Ugh. 
Uggs for men, just know why not a man bun while you eat it? Or while you're, while at you're at it. eat it. While you're at <laughs> it. Why not a man bun while you're at it? I believe so, he has the right to his opinion, but what we who have cares? is Douglas Johnson writes, What are our choices? One, that is cute. Two, how it Nice cat. How you dress for success. Three, off thinking. to the construction site we go. Or four, wrong. And then Paul wrote, four is the only answer. And then so, there were several compliments on his calves. Yes, lovely calves. Yeah, nice calves. Yeah. Um, but it's so cold. So what do we think? Uggs on men with shorts? Why does he um, uh, not get to share his opinion? I love that he gets to share his opinion. So he doesn't like it. It's his page. That's right, what it's for. but he put he he took a picture of a guy from behind, and that then he didn't know. that he didn't know, and he and then he posted it for everyone to judge. But, but we don't know who that person exactly. is. Exactly, I think if we if we can tell who the person is, then ah. it might be might be a tad on then then, then it might be like a your call. torso may be the torso in the Weight Watcher or the news the news uh, story about how people have too much midriff fat and then they photograph people. not to wear. Well, because everybody's an expert on Facebook now. So whereas that that kind of a photo and that sort of comment string would expect it to be coming from someone with a fashion background or a style background, that's gone now. It's whoever, whatever you, it's your page. Everyone's a critic. And an expert. But don't right. you don't you think these kinds of things like you've all have seen those Walmart pictures, people of Walmart and right. they're, you know, OB yeah. it's like don't we have better things to post and talk about? I no, just we don't. in general? <laughs> Come on. Apparently Sometimes not. I want to be really superficial. Uh. I have a problem I have a problem with stuff like this because it always seems like we're pointing out that a man is adopting the style that usually women mostly women wear and I find that there's like a like a hint of misogyny in these kind of posts because Agreed. it's sort of I can see that Dan. yeah it's sort of like saying like why why is a man wearing something that has like a girly connotation yeah. and should only be worn by women yeah good point or he just doesn't think they look cute well, I've seen mean stuff, too, of showing women wearing unflattering outfits and, and judging somebody's choice of... I'd love to see posts of people who have odd body sizes who look awesome and have yes. someone post and say, look how amazing she is wearing yeah. and Keep walking around. I yeah. mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess they've been doing this for centuries when you consider the fashion don'ts and glamour where you never saw the person's face. It was just they took a picture of someone on the street and they she probably recognized sure. herself. Esquire, the New York. <laughs> That's <laughs> where all the best cartoons came from. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have somebody that helps me with with I'm not colorblind, but somebody that helps me with color and other things to go on shows like this. And so I went on a show two weeks ago and I wore a red shirt mm -hmm. just because that's I forgot I wasn't supposed to wear that shirt. You're not. I had a red shirt and a blazer and I went on and I was adorable on the show. Right. And I get out and there's a message, I told you not to wear that red oh shirt. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Damn it. I did it again. <laughs> and so I said, I'll throw away the red shirt. And they said, well, no, throw it away. Save it in case you have to paint something. <laughs> okay, so um, our next feature is called What's Twitter Trending? And we'll, I can write a song for that. Real What's mm. Twitter Trending? Okay, there we go. And Thomas made that. Isn't that cool? So we have one Twitter trend, and it's, I guess it's Bat Appreciation Day. Did anyone know? I did no. not know. And I love this post. It's, um, it says, Michael Clark wrote, flip a picture of bats hanging upside down, and you have what looks like an epic dance-off. It's true. <laughs> and those funny. are That's actual cute. pictures of bats, and it looks like they're just getting fierce. That's very They've got cute. some moves, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're fully committed to the arms, everything. Yeah. They're listening to James Brown right now. I love that. <laughs> yeah, they've got the cape and I everything. I feel good. <laughs> I just complain about stuff on Twitter. I'm going to start getting into some bat stuff. Yeah. Bat Twitter is deep. you got to go there. I'm going. I wonder um, if they have bat Twitter in China. <laughs> they have bat Twitter in China. It's banned. It ban yeah. Bats are banned in China. Uh, I want to thank you all for being here. Does anyone have anything to plug that they'd like to mention before we close? I'll plug tomorrow's show. Yeah, tomorrow night. Tomorrow night we have um, we have uh, Paul Provenza, who uh, yes, Satirista is the green room, but he's done a lot of mainstream TV, which I was empty nest. Who knew? I didn't know this. The West Wing. I know Paul as a, as a comic. <gasps> the West Wing. That's right. Um, but yeah. he's he just he had to cancel on us. 
a month ago because he did a month on I'm Dying Up Here. So mm. uh, that, that wonderful show. on Yeah, so anyway, so Paul will be with us live tomorrow on Facebook, 7 p.m. Pacific time. I'll be there. There Randy, you go. Anything? Well, uh, the Music Connection podcast, Justin Cleveland and uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And of all the interviews I could have taken with me, I did an interview with two people you've never heard of. One is a 13-year-old boy who is an amazing guitarist and a homeless guy, 28, a phenomenal guitarist. Wow. They met. This kid could not stop thinking about this guy who didn't even have a guitar case oh to gosh. put his money in, you know, when, when he's busking. And he said to his mom, I want to buy him a guitar. The next day, I was with him. He presented him with a, a Fender guitar, oh. an amp, and a case. Oh, my gosh. And then, so I interviewed them both, and then I had them both play. Oh, wow. And that's the story I, I took away this. from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I love that. That's so, wonderful. There you go. So that drops tonight at midnight, every okay. Wednesday. I, since I admitted that I only complain on Twitter and right. that I'm now going to be fired from being an Amazon influencer on Instagram, mm-hmm. I'm going to plug that everybody should clearly follow me on Twitter and Instagram. There you yeah. go. Which is Eat Greg Eat. Eat Greg Eat. I'll plug that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love See how that. it's not done. Done, Greg, done. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, Dina, Thomas, John, Jasper, Maddox. Thank you, Louise. I'm Louise Palenker. Please subscribe and uh, share our show because we want to be your new favorite podcast. Goodbye, everybody.